You're now listening to The Creator Code, the podcast dedicated to unlocking the secrets of your favorite online creators. Each week, we will deep dive into the tech, tips, and tricks to find out what truly makes them tick. Whether you're a new creator just starting out or an accomplished veteran, this show is made for you. And now, here's your host, Maddie Tingles. All right. Okay. Welcome back to the Creator Code Podcast. I am your host, Maddie Tingles. This is the podcast where we unlock the secrets of your favorite creators. Thank you so much for being here. As a reminder, full video of these episodes are on YouTube, so check that out. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, go leave a review, all that good stuff. You already know the drill. But thank you for being here today. Um. Today is episode nine, and we have a very, very, very special guest joining us today. I am talking about 318,000 subs right now, which is going to change drastically by the time we're done with this, probably. Over 26 million views. In my opinion, one of the most entertaining, informative channels on YouTube. One of my favorites. Of course, I'm talking about Hannah Bales. Hannah, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. Thank you so much for being here. I'm I'm so excited that that you're here. Uh how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. This was I was looking forward to this all day. Me too. Me too. Um, so we're gonna get into some things. Uh uh, I've been asking every every guest this in the beginning just because it's uh I think it's really interesting to talk about. Um obviously the last year and a half or so has been kind of crazy um how has your how 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 have you adjusted to the last year and a half and what do you miss most uh pre-pandemic um that is an interesting question because i didn't start my online presence until the pandemic started so i think i posted my first video which is no longer online because I deleted it, I think on March 30th last year. Wow. Um, And my life has just changed since then in in all incredible ways. So I don't even know if I could tell you what I miss. Right. I mean, I miss a life where, you know, hundreds of thousands of people weren't like getting sick and dying, like for sure. sure. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I guess on, on a very selfish, like micro level, um, my life has changed for the better. Yeah, absolutely. That's insane, by the way, that you just started last year. That's so <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I just just for my personal uh uh story here, I found you um by searching Dear Hansen reactions, uh, which we'll we'll talk about later, of course. Um what made you get into reaction videos? Um, so a few years ago, I remember finding stumbling upon a vocal coach reacts video on my YouTube. And, um, in my opinion, and it was, it was very bad. It was very harmful. The things that this, this teacher was saying yeah, and it really made my blood boil. I was like, I should be doing that. I should be a part of this conversation. But it took years after that for me to actually get the courage and have the kind of um kind of security i guess the the humility to say yeah. i'm going to i'm going to go on this adventure and like jump both feet 
you know, first, yeah. you know, and, um, and so that was really like the, the starting point for me. But back then I think it was, um, I was in like not a great mental place. And so mm. I was, um, I had that feeling of like jealousy, like that person's doing the thing I want to be doing. That mm. should be happening to me, not them. And it was a pretty toxic mindset. And so I, I don't know, just over time, um, I got into a better place. And so it was just last year in March that I thought, that sounds fun. That yeah. sounds fun. I could do that. And I thought, at the very least, I just want to be a part of the conversation. You know, there's mm, going to be nice. a million vocal coaches on YouTube and as there should be, you know, right. there, there's not one size fits all for lessons yeah. or the right teacher for everyone. Um, so I didn't get on YouTube to kind of be like the number one. Um, I just wanted to have a, have an audience that l l like knew me and trusted me and would listen to me. And yeah, here we are. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> I really love that. And, and like, okay, so uh, talk to me about being a vocal coach. You were that obviously before you started the channel, correct? Mm -hmm. um, and how long have you been doing that? So I've been teaching voice, I guess now for about eight years. Wow, nice. And um, <clears throat> I always, I've been doing it full time for almost as long. Um, wow. And I, I I currently live in Utah, and um, I, I was always pretty lucky. I never felt like I, I – I would always have the students that I wanted, and so that was yeah. my full-time job. I just teach private lessons. Um, nice. And, and yeah, so that was – I always – I wanted to be able to provide, like, edutainment, educational mm. entertainment, because I knew those were the kind of videos I like to watch. Nice. I like to watch um, commentary-style videos where – I end up watching a 30 minute long video, but I, I I'm enjoying it, but I'm have you know, I'm learning a right. lot. Um, and so I wanted to be similar to that. Um, uh, and now it just, it has changed because I still am a teacher, but I spend a lot more time teaching in different ways, like yeah. teaching, you know, uh, in my videos or creating like courses than I do private lessons, which is right. totally opposite of what I was doing a year ago. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I can imagine things have changed a lot in the last uh, year uh, and just how, how you're going about things. That's amazing though. Really amazing. Um, so <laughs> right now your, your channel is growing at, at a crazy pace Yeah. right now. It's bananas. Um, I, I'll even say this. So like I have like this, this, word document of all these questions and, and all the stuff I said earlier. And I kept having to change your numbers <laughs> <laughs> at like, like every four hours, like this, things are just going crazy for you. Um, what is that? Uh, what has that experience been like for you? Oh man, Maddie, you caught me at an interesting time because <laughs> the last two weeks, definitely things have have been crazy on YouTube and TikTok. And I had a little bit of an existential crisis last week, actually, because mm. a video I posted on after I posted a, my Descendants video on YouTube reacting to the Descendants movie, which um, it's 
at 600,000 views after a week. It's the best video I've ever posted. Crazy. So that did amazing. And then I get a video on TikTok that currently has 9.5 million views. And oh my I gosh. think I almost lost my mind. Like I think my brain <laughs> broke. For, for like three days, I wouldn't go on TikTok. I wouldn't talk to anyone. Ins- I just yeah. suddenly it hit me. Oh my gosh, that th- those aren't just numbers; those are real human eyes. Yeah, yeah, looking at me, and it made it made me a little physically ill. Um, but <laughs> but I'm coming out, you know, on the other side of that. Um, but it's so exciting at the same time because these people especially on YouTube, man, I just think my audience is so cool. Like yeah. people will tell me, I just got done doing a four hour Hannah Bales binge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you tired of me? Jeez, that's a, <laughs> that's a lot of me. But like these people almost know me better than I know myself. Cause they're like, did you know that you do this thing with your hands? Right, or like you say yeah. this thing. I'm like, I didn't know that, but now you guys do. And they're so supportive and it's so great. So I'm trying to you know, remember like, yeah, these are a lot of eyes and some Mm -hmm. people have like not nice things to say. That's just the nature of the internet. Mm -hmm. But most of them, 98% of them are just like vibing with me and they're loving on me. And so I'm like, it's okay. It's a lot of people, but it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) They're nice. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Um, and, and again, and like, that's a big part of this, right? Because, and, and for creators out there listening, I've talked about this before about, um, just being prepared for when things take off. Like it, it's so important because it can be extremely overwhelming and it can be like crippling at, at some point. Cause you're like, okay, well now there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people watching me. Now what, now what, like now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think also that the creator space can get quite lonely as well. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're creating YouTube videos like this is your full-time job and you are surrounded by people, right? But you're not actually connecting with anyone. Like you don't have coworkers, colleagues, or, you know, it's hard. Um, And so I've, I've tried to make an effort when I find a creator that I like, instead of doing what I used to do before I got on YouTube, which is just I would like every video. I would just mm. hover, but I never commented. I never interacted. Right. And now I really try to do that and let them know like, hey, I'm watching and I like it. Or I recently discovered a creator who I'm obsessed with and she's like blown up over four months. Her name on tic- or on YouTube is Chad Chad. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to her on Instagram and I was like, hey, I love your channel. YouTube can be kind of lonely, you know, like – yeah. If you want to be YouTube friends. And she was like, yes. And I was like, oh my I gosh, I'm actually that. a fan. Like I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours. I'm like fangirling over here. But yeah. it, it can get kind of scary. So for anyone, just just lonely and heavy. Like it's a lot to do by yourself. And so sure. if any creators are out there, uh, <laughs> just know that that's normal. And uh, you can find people. I think we should reach out to each other more yeah. often. Um, but also just like having a good support system at home too. That, Absolutely. That on YouTube. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. It, it's very isolating. Um, and, and honestly, I, I'm kind of the same way. Just just in the last maybe six months or so, I started like commenting on on videos and and and, and stuff. Like, um, and even just those little interactions can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I love that. Um, s- so reaction re- okay so but what you're doing i think is is a little bit different than reaction videos because you're making it 
educational as well, right? Like you're reacting for sure, but you're um you're pausing the video and talking about what they did there, right? What key they're in, what what they did with their, you know what I mean? And I think that's mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um were there any creators when you when you were starting out that inspired that? Um, I I don't think so, actually. I did feel like I did try and like look at other creators, but then I kind of realized that I think I needed to just like decide what I was going to do and like yeah. really just not really think about what other people are doing. I have always admired, um, oh my gosh, his name just went poop out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a vocal coach. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Okay. Well, he's, I've always admired him. I've always thought that he, he teaches great technique. Um, and we have very different, uh, I think energies, super different, but, uh, he, he always taught really good technique. I'm going to find out what his name is. What is wrong with me? Um, (laughs) but, but I, I did always want to be able to provide some of that educational value as things in my channel have started to transform and evolve in a really wonderful way. I'm loving loving reacting to movies and and musical episodes and yeah oh i'm having so much fun and um i've started to give myself a little bit more permission to i don't have to find an educational moment every right. every time someone opens their mouth um yeah. uh, i do a lot more of that in what i call my shorter videos so if i just mm-hmm. react to one song that's what i call my shorter videos and then my longer videos um like descendants or the Grey's anatomy musical episode um I, sometimes I just want to have fun. So, Absolutely, but I do yeah. hope that like, um, that you can get that little like tidbit of information. Like, Oh, I never, I never right. knew that. Or, or even just what I'm always, I'm passionate about, which is talking about, um, like vocal baggage and mm-hmm. healing your relationship with your voice. So yeah. if, um, you know, when someone says like, I've never heard that term before vocal baggage, but it makes so much sense to me. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I, I won, even though like, yeah. that's not something that seems huge, but I'm like, if they, if somebody kind of just connects with me for a second, it's like, yeah. she's talking about an experience and like, I kind of, right. I like, I recognize that in myself. That's what I just always want to do. I always just want to feel like like we're friends. <laughs> yeah. I just want to give off good I, best friend energy. I mean, I, I I'll say this. I like, I think that you do a really, really good job of, of you, you seem really, really like welcoming from the rip. Like the first second of your video, you're like, Oh, I like this part. This person's like really nice to be around. You know what Thank I mean? You. And then, but I think what you've done is that's really interesting and, and really good is you just said it, you've adjusted to, um, you know, things are always going to change. Trends change. YouTube algorithms change all that stuff. But like, I think, um, finding a balance is, is kind of, is really important for creators because like you said, like at first you've been, um, in certain episodes or certain videos, you've been doing less, a little less of the pause. Let's talk about it Mm kind of thing. But I think that's really good because obviously you found something that's you know, that's, that's working. Um, and I just like, I've always liked reaction videos, but especially the vocal coach stuff, because I do the same thing and I'm not a vocal coach, of course, but like, I do that same thing of like pausing and my friends hate it, (laughs) but I'll like pause four seconds into a song about, do you see what they did there? 
mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it just, I just kind of uh, relate to it like that. But yeah, and I and I think I am really excited about this this niche. I feel like I'm finding. I don't I don't know if any other vocal coaches who are doing like focusing yeah. it on movies and musical things like that. Um, and so that's exciting, but also it really is so fun for me because I get to like yes. do a little bit of commentary and and be funny. Um, but I also think it's just it's just the path because if this helps more people come to my channel and more people exactly. trust me, then when I pull out that educational content, that's what yeah. it all comes back to. And I and I've learned and I've especially over the last year as I've worked with more people, the more I've learned that everyone has vocal baggage. Like everyone Mm. has something that they carry around with their voice, whether that's like trauma where somebody like their director in high school straight up said, you can't sing that part, sit down, you know, or limiting beliefs where they're, where they've always told themselves, I'm never going to be good enough to do that. Mm, I'm never going to be good enough. We all have vocal baggage. And also at the end of the day, your, the way that you feel about your voice and like you enjoying singing as a human being and a soul is so much more important than your technique. And mm-hmm. I think that that um, might be like really controversial. And I want all of my students to have fabulous technique. Like I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But if you are singing and you're loving it, like you're just singing yeah. and it's really fulfilling your spirit great. Like what, what am I going to (laughs) do? You know, like that's, what's important is we put, we put so much pressure on ourselves and say like, we can't be singers. I can't call myself a singer unless I'm like a professional. Mm. I don't think that's true. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. And, 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 and I think sometimes like you can just see that in them. Like you can see the, you can see the passion and the, the fun that someone's having. I love that. That's really cool. Wow. Um, Okay, talk to me about your process uh, of deciding what to react to. Oh, easy. My audience does it for me. My comment section. Love it. Boom. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> they give me a priority list. They like, you know, <laughs> it'll have 200 likes. I'm like, great, I'm going to do that. Um, I love it. But with the um, – what I love about that, the big long list I have of musical movies and episodes, they're all um, – they've – they're not time sensitive, which is nice. Yeah. So especially with my editor, we kind of categorize videos basically by the length of the the footage, right? Mm-hmm. So like a shorter video, the ending result is usually about 10 minutes for me. Um, a long video like Descendants, that's a two-hour movie. Yeah. Add on how much footage it was two and a half hours and she cut it down to, I think, 35 minutes, right? Wow. It's a long time. And then there's some in the middle that are more like, a 30-minute episode or a 40-minute episode. So um, the good news that I like is that we don't really ever have to rush something out. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not like time-sensitive. A couple things I have tried to rush, like driver's license by right, yeah. Rodrigo. I wanted to get that yes. out when it was still popular. Um, but everything else, like High School Musical, that's going to be on. That's going to be a popular choice whenever yeah. I do end up doing that. Right. Um, but it's also super fun to just do things that I know, like – I yeah. I watched Hannah Montana. That was fun. I remember watching that <laughs> exactly. when I was like a kid. And yeah. uh, Descendants I had never seen, but I was I was interested in it. Um, once upon a time, I used to watch it and then just like gave up because it got <laughs> really weird. So right. that was fun. And that, I think that's why I just love it. And I think that's also why people are drawn to them is because 
um, you know, I mean, I've got the name recognition on the thumbnail, so it's like that's what's getting the clicks. But yep. I think people can really see that I'm just I'm genuinely entertained. <laughs> like, I'm exactly. Just having a great no, time. that that's 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 one of the things that I love about your channel is is whenever I'll watch a video, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like you're just doing you're watching this because it's what you think you should watch. It's something that you actually like. Yeah, um, and I never and want to react to something I don't like. Yeah. Like there have true <clears throat> honestly been a couple of times where something has been highly requested. I sit down and I film it. This is the first time I watched it. And mm. I end up deleting that footage and I decide I'm not mm. going to react to this because yeah. I either honestly start to finish just didn't like it. And what's yeah. the point of me reacting to that? Like that negativity? I don't need to do that. Um, mm. Or if I felt like yeah, yeah. If I just felt like you can tell that I don't like it, or I'm trying mm-hmm. to search, to I, I'm having a hard time. So yeah, I even had just had just had on my huge video on TikTok, I had some people say like, "You always react to the same stuff. Why don't you react to something that's not good?" I'm like, "Why mm-hmm. would I want to react to something that's not good?" Yeah, that, like that's not who I am. I love analyzing voices and and uh, especially some of my older ones about. Um, some Broadway singers and like the um, the Defying Gravity compilation. I did that. Yeah. Like, kind of who who sang it better, but I actually didn't compare them. I just put that in my title. Right. <laughs> but, like right. I'm, a- I love analyzing and saying, here's what happened right there, and here's how we can make it better. Exactly. Um, but it, we're talking about it as a whole performance. Like I just I have no interest in in reacting to things that are not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this and is my I, and channel. It, I want to react it, to fun things. Exactly, and it's just not your brand right now. Like you're, 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 like you just said, it, it's you're reacting, and and maybe you'll you'll analyze things, but you're not going. That was not good. Period. Yeah. If you if something isn't where you think it should be, you'll say that, but then you'll say how what they could have done better, right? Yes, and that's a complete different vibe for the viewer than that sucked. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Which by the way is that's that's a big part of uh, of reaction videos on YouTube too. There's a lot of people that do that. Yeah. Right? And I and I have seen some uh not not just vocal coaches but just other whatever blank reacts to, you know, yeah. and it's some form of music. I've seen that before and I think that that energy of like like negativity or being snarky I don't think – like that can be your your vibe and your brand and that's fine. But mm-hmm. I don't think that it will get you as far as you want to go. Exactly. Like I really think that we already have so much stress and baggage surrounding yes. singing that if you feel like um, – especially if you're on YouTube to grow your business or grow private lessons or coachings or whatever. Like if, if a, someone feels like you're – you're going to tell it like it is and it's tough love <laughs> yeah. and it's like really – I just don't think that that, in my opinion, is going to get you very far, get you what you need. And yep. um, and I've had so many students say to me – and it makes me sad actually. They say like, you're the, ni- you're the nicest teacher I've ever had. And I'm like, yeah. by being nice? What? I'm, just, <laughs> right. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm just being nice. Um, mm. But again, it's like – it's this idea – now I'm going on a tangent, but it's this idea it's okay. that yeah. like to progress, you have to like buckle down and work really hard and like get, you know, have thick skin so you can take criticism. Mm-hmm. And then over here is like, 
you know, a nice teacher, you're not going to do any work. Like it's not all or nothing. It's you can be really nice and work really freaking hard too and progress really fast, but still have fun doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, I I mean, that's just my energy in general is like, why would I, why would I ever want, you know, someone to feel bad about themselves? And especially with your voice, like you remember things that people said or you remember moments. Definitely. Like you heard someone sing or say something where you were like, that resonates with me. We just remember that. So like when someone comes into my, my studio online and like, that's a, that's in my mind, like a sacred space, like truly, like you are trusting me enough to pay me money and you've shown up here today in front of a vocal coach, which is scary to sing. And I like say, I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Let's sing. And if I ever made a student feel less than, I think I would die. I really would. I'd be like, oh my gosh, my life is over. I never, ever (laughs) want that to happen. And it's not possible to create that for everyone on YouTube. But I do try to think of that too. That like if someone stumbled upon one of my videos and if I can feel like, come on in, like this is a safe space, they might want to stay a while. Yeah, and that's that's really interesting because I think I think as create especially once you start to get find any 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 form of success, right? It's hard to remember that someone could be seeing this new video for the seeing you for the first time, right? Because a lot of times you get stuck in the um all right, well people know what to expect now and you're thinking mm-hmm. kind of of the return people. You yeah. know what I mean? And so having that vibe Every video is is huge because you never know what video is going to be the first video that they see. That's true. Um, amazing, amazing. Uh, so okay, so I've always wondered this because so like for me, um, you know, we YouTube is kind of fickle with copyright stuff and and using anything, <laughs> right? And so how does how do reaction videos work? Like, can you generate Revenue, YouTube revenue using the music? So this is something that I am learning more about every day. So for a long time, anytime something would get copyright claimed, I would just be like, oh. Right. And so I wasn't making barely anything for Mm -hmm. the first year. And I I was basically making enough to pay my editor, but sometimes not even enough, but like I wasn't making a a cent. Um, And then I, um, Elizabeth from the Charismatic Voice Mm -hmm. reached out to me and just said like, just want to network and get to know the other people in our field. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. Yeah. And so we we got together and she kind of educated me a little bit about the copyright system. Um, And uh, it is kind of, it is complicated, but it is, it has designed to help um big companies and not help creators sure youtube don't fire me (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah but it it really is and the thing is is if you if you go into the copyright claim and you click submit a dispute i mean they really make it seem like if you submit this dispute you're in trouble basically it's like you have to you have to say well do you think this is fair use and then you click yes and then it says just to clarify this is what fair use is is yours fair use? And you're like, yes. And it's just, it's on and on. And, and so I was terrified to submit a dispute. Right. What I thought I would get a, a strike on my channel if it got denied, but that's actually not true. 
you can submit really? a dispute on every single video. It is not does not penalize your channel at all. Hmm. Um, I mean, just submit a dispute that you feel is like valid, you right, know, um, right. but it does not hurt your channel. So um, I started doing that on mm. my videos. Um, there have definitely been a couple videos where I was like, you know, if I just sit and watch it for two minutes straight and I don't say anything, I'm not going to submit, you know, a dispute. Right, that. That's yeah. probably not what I would call fair use. But right. for most of my videos, I do consider them fair use. And, yeah. um, and sometimes you get copyright claimed for two seconds of a song. Exactly. Like, how yeah. are you supposed to get around that? Like, there's literally no way. So, um, I dispute almost every single video that I put out, mm-hmm. and that has already given me the opportunity to make money off of, you know, nice <laughs> off of my my job. And I was like, oh my god, it took me a year nice. <laughs> to finally yeah. make money. And I wish I had <laughs> known that from the very beginning. So, right. anybody out there, if you yeah. feel like it is valid, like you, it is fair fair use. Um, then you can't. Then you should. Send a send a dispute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you explain uh, to the listeners about fair use and, and kind of what that means in in the realm of of uh, uh, reactions? Sure. I mean, fair use. Um, I'm not I'm not an expert on it, but I just know that it um, you know things can fall under fair use if they are like a parody or a com- commentary on that. And so, as a reaction channel, like if I'm um, oh, and it can't be a replacement for the original, basically. Yeah. So, you know, in most of my videos, you wouldn't, if you wanted to enjoy, like, if you wanted to enjoy Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo, you certainly wouldn't watch my video. You would mm-hmm. watch hers because I pause a lot. I yeah. pause, I backtrack, I listen to things again. Um, and so I'm adding commentary throughout it. So I, they're not replacements for the Got original it. In okay. opinion. Yeah. Nice. Okay, that makes sense. So then, so then, are you are you getting a copyright claim, uh, consistently, like every video, and then you just and then you dispute it? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. I every bet. single yeah. video, every once in a while, when something doesn't have a claim, I'm like, hmm, that's oh. weird, because like it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's um, a big problem for channels like mine. Um, yeah. But uh, sometimes the claim will come through immediately. Usually, it does by right. content ID that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the algorithm and it will immediately get claimed. However, um, sometimes it'll say that it's not, there's no restrictions, like it hasn't been claimed, but then like a week later it'll get claimed. So for the most part, yes. But, um, sometimes also is I'll, I'll upload a video, especially if it's a movie. So if it's like from Netflix, Disney plus, like, like big, big, um, platforms, it will get blocked, but yeah. that doesn't mean I get a strike. So it's just blocked right. worldwide. If I submit my dispute, it will stay blocked for 48 hours and then it'll be released. Got so it. until the dispute is resolved, it can still be seen. All the money from that video will go into an escrow account. Yep. So like, for example, my Glee video that I did a few months ago, um, I I disputed it from the very beginning. It all went into an escrow account. And when the dispute expired and it said, okay, there's no more, uh, there's no more restrictions. It took two months for me to find out how much money I actually made off of that video because it was in an escrow account. So it is very interesting. Like YouTube revenue, it's hard to predict. Like at least in my case, like I don't know how much money I'm going to make on a month to month basis. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's very crazy. But that's something that I wish I had known a year ago is you yep. don't get penalized for a dispute that you think is valid. 
the worst thing they can say is no. And I mean, right. they do say no a lot, but you know, sure. you can still do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of language that YouTube uses that's really scary. <laughs> for sure and like channels are so fragile because you don't want these strikes right because it's like you know uh the whole the 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 algorithm of youtube is so is so wild and changes every second and so we just don't we don't really know what's what's going on or what to do and so we just have the small amount of rules that we follow and then when like keywords pop up like dispute and strike and all of this i think it scares a lot of people of because everything's so fragile um, yes. but that's really good to know. And and honestly, just as a, as a viewer, I've always wondered how that works because like I've used, I, I have a couple other channels and obviously now I, I, I'm, I've, I've figured it out, but in the past I've used like music for like two seconds, you know what I mean? Or a second of that music and it's, and, mm-hmm. and they, they catch it. Right. Um, so that's really interesting. That's really, and the, and the fair use thing is, is really interesting too. Thank you for explaining that. Cause that's. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it is, um, it it can't be frustrating because I have, I I know that creators that have the same platform, same views as mine are Mm -hmm. making bank, are making so much more money than I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that feels kind of frustrating because I'm like, man, I'm putting in a lot of work on this this channel. But thank goodness that I did find out about copyright because just as I continue to grow and I continue to dispute things and like put in the effort there, mm-hmm. I will make more revenue. Like that's just the way yeah. that it works. But it is, you know, this is why I say that content ID is there to protect big companies because sure. how can you, how can you claim me for two seconds and then mm-hmm. say that that whole videos like monetization is going to go to WG WMG like a big record label that doesn't that doesn't make sense right Uh, Right. but yeah it's uh, it's a big complicated thing and YouTube doesn't want to talk about it they do not want you to exactly is why oh my gosh this is why I think YouTube's going to take me out by this this podcast (laughs) interview (laughs) they don't want you to know and so when it's like when you search something even on Google okay because Google owns YouTube when you search something and you're like how how do I bypass the content ID system or how do mm-hmm. I do this? It's all stuff from YouTube that's like copyright free music, how to do yep, this. Exactly. It's like, yeah, maybe that works for someone who sits down in front of the camera and just talks for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of creators that do that. But like, what about movie reviewers or other commentary channels or like reaction videos? It's we're it's a really tricky place to be. For sure. Yeah, and I and I think like you know, for, for, for labels, like I, I, I understand a little bit of it. Like, you know, you don't want people stealing the, the, the content, but also like the, the part that they're not getting is people will watch videos like yours and they'll, they want other people's opinion on the thing before they even go watch it themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like channels, like yours example, maybe they've never seen Glee. And they'll watch your video on it and they'll be like, wait, that was actually kind of cool. I'm going to go watch Glee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's a side of it that they're not seeing. Like you're you're bringing people in for them as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So you mentioned you mentioned an editor. Um, and how, how did you go about finding your 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 editor? And, and and did you have you had that from the beginning or did you edit yourself? I edited for myself for a little bit. Um, just on iMovie, I was, it was very, very basic. 
Um, I also filmed on my phone for the first maybe four months of my channel. Yeah. Um, so I always tell people that when they want to start. I'm like, you do not have to have the fancy I, tech. You can upgrade I, listen, as you I go. did. I filmed on my phone until like 150, 200,000 subscribers, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then I, I used a friend of mine, uh, in the area that, that did video editing and, um, but he was also kind of working a full-time job and I got to the point where I needed a kind of a full-time editor. Like I needed to for pay sure. someone for that many hours. So then I, um, just my, my editor now, the British editor, as she's known on my channel, her name is Vive. Nice. Um, she was my student for a while and then, oh, um, perfect. she, uh, I knew that she was doing video editing um, because when the pandemic hit, her basically her job, her role in her company got like downsized, but they were like, mm. we can keep you on if you learn how to edit videos. And she was like, okay, oh. sure. So she ha she's been editing for about a year now. And yeah. so she um, – and she's just so fantastic and we're really close friends now. And so we've got a great relationship where we can like – we like to use Marco Polo and go back and forth about videos and just nice. talk. Um, and it's it's really amazing. But with these like longer videos as I was talking about, it is um, a struggle for her. It's a lot of footage. And so <laughs> yeah. she, she is working about 30, 35 hours a week for me now. Wow. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But I mean, and this has been a big topic on, on, on the show before because hi hiring an editor is something – um, man, it, it can like really, really take a, a lot of pressure off of you because, you know, then you're just focusing on creating the, 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 the video, right. And then you're sending it off. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's something that I've struggled with too, because a, a lot of my friends have editors and I've hired editors before, but I cannot find one that I like really, really trust with the final product you know what i mean yeah. and, and so i've struggled with that a lot so i think matching up and but that's really cool that she was a, a, a student like yeah that's perfect. yeah it was it was great and it wasn't until after i we started working together or like i hired her that we really got really close so yeah. um i mean i'm incredibly lucky um to be friends with my editor cuz i mm -hmm. can I, I can only imagine how that is you know on a professional setting where it's like here's your video you can have two revisions or whatever that looks like right that's that's tough um i do yeah. think with my first editor he really helped me um i guess cuz i i started myself so I kind of like knew a little bit about my style. Yeah. He helped me kind of figure that out together. Um, and and then it's just kind of cha changed over time. And so now because Vive and I have been working together since November, mm -hmm. she just knows me and my exactly. style so yes. well. So yep. especially with shorter videos, like I will often – uh, upload it while I'm watching it because I'm 99% sure that it's perfect. And almost like, all the time oh, it is. That's amazing. It's just yeah. on the longer ones where I, um, uh, we, we usually go back and forth a couple times where I'm like, this is not important. Like this slows right. the pacing or something like that. Um, right. but yeah, I'm very lucky. I wish I had advice for how to find an editor. I just got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it might just be a little bit of my personality of like needing to control every aspect of of it all but like um i i think that's a man that's amazing 
and, and even just I love that part of of like she knows your style so well now. You know what I mean? Because a lot of your video and a lot of your style is the is the the quick cut, the cutoff of like, uh, you know, like shortening the reaction because it's really funny to cut to something really quickly, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And so that's amazing that you found someone that that like gets that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's I think nice. we're we're also at a point where we can play a little bit because mm-hmm. um, things are changing and I'm doing more funny stuff. So like right. in we're going through a video right now, getting ready to post that next week. And, and I'm like, um, there is a strange cat staring at me through my window. I do not have a cat. So that is terrifying. Um, but I'm like, what about his funny sound effect here? Like maybe you could Ah, start doing like things like that. Like let's, let's just mess around with it. Let's play. Um, Mm -hmm. but Maddie, you can get an editor. Look at all these videos you have. You can say like, here's 10 videos that are my favorite of all time of mine. Do your research. Like this is what I want. That's a good idea. I never thought about that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And like for what I do too, like they're longer video. Like normally they're twenty five to forty minutes long. Mm -hmm. Um. And honestly, like I've I've done this for four years now, full time, and it's gotten to the point where if the if the video is forty minutes, I'm filming forty three minutes of footage. Like I've gotten to the point where I can just kind of see the. That's great. I'm only really filming what I'm what I need, so it wouldn't be hard to for someone to edit honestly but i know it's something i gotta do something i gotta do it's an it's an investment of time (laughs) at first because you're training them this is what i recently did because i hired a virtual assistant um and i was nervous because i was like i know i need help but i don't i i got overwhelmed because i was like well how does she she doesn't know how i do things over here and whatever right and so it was an investment of that first two weeks to to do some zoom calls and screen share and show her this is my current system. It's shit. Can you help me come up with something else? (laughs) Or like, here's my logins. And she has um, just like an editor should has uh, gotten to know me and how my systems work. And now she's suggesting things. And so we're working well together. So it's that first like couple weeks and maybe for an editor, it would be just a little bit longer, maybe a month where you're just getting to know each other. Um, Mm -hmm. But Man, think about all the time you'd have. I know. You did that. I know. And like a lot of my friends are are uh, creator friends are like the time that you're spending editing. And by the way, I love the editing part. I think that might be a little piece of it too. It's like I really actually love the editing part. But mm-hmm. um they'll film three footage for three videos in the time that I'm filming one and editing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so it's time i know but um thank you for that that's a good idea to like pick pick 10 and just kind of go here's the style Mm -hmm. i love that nice um okay moving on talk to me about your vocal lessons and classes let's 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 get into that sure Um, um so i now am teaching privately less than ever i have a handful of um my my faves, my VIPs mm-hmm. that I've been working yeah. with. And I teach them starting in July, I'll be teaching just one lesson a month for all of wow. them. So what I was doing at the beginning of this year was teaching about maybe 18 hours a week privately. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing about 18 hours a month. Wow. And um, it is... Is that because of where your channel has gone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, between... Nice. Between just the regular content creation on YouTube and TikTok um, and then, you know, uh, like I'm doing a lot more brand 
sponsorships and, nice. and doing things like that. It's yeah, it's just getting busier and busier. Um, but I I am uh, bringing on some teachers into my studio, my quote unquote studio, um, uh, this week actually. So these are teachers. I've been thinking about doing this for a while um, because I have such a long waiting list and. Um, I, I, I just, re- I couldn't teach everyone on my waiting right. list, even if I, if, even if I tried, I couldn't do right, it. Yeah. And so these are teachers that I have personally taken lessons from that I trust with my whole heart. Um, nice. and so I'm really excited for that to happen. I also teach master classes usually once every month or so. Um, mm-hmm. and so I have one coming up with Brian McCartan, um, on July 24th. So, nice. um, uh, yeah, so that's just kind of how I'm teaching now. I am also working on another singing course. This one's going to be really good. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> so I'm trying nice. to teach in as efficient, in more efficient ways. You know, like like a singing Absolutely. course or master classes, and 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 especially master classes. I really think that they're maybe my favorite way to teach because mm-hmm. I get it's just such a great energy. Like everybody, Mm -hmm. there's about six singers and sometimes 20, 25 observers. And each singer gets about 12 minutes of one-on-one time with me. And and so it's like, we get this fast and furious lesson, but this group aspect is so cool because when I'm like, whoa, did you hear that? I can see all the Zoom faces of the observers being like, oh my God. Like it's just so, (laughs) it's such a great vibe. So that's probably my favorite way to teach right now. I love it. And and obviously, um, you know, the the success of your channel and TikTok and everything, you you are you are aiming them towards uh that stuff as well. So I think that's you have a really good system. You have a really good system going on. Thank you. I love I love to see it. Um okay, so <laughs> the next like uh five or six questions, I apologize for the people out there because it's going to get really uh um theater nerdy for a second yes Um, (laughs) but uh so so i've been a a musical theater fan for a a long time i did productions in high school and middle school and and all of that stuff but um uh what i want to say 2006 15 16 uh, a musical came out my friend who studied musical theater in colorado actually um uh texted me and she was like hey uh, you should check this song out. I think you would like it. It's called Waving Through Window. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Um, And I pretty much didn't listen to anything else <laughs> for like three years in a row. Um, And so I, I've seen it. I've seen it a few times now. Uh, And it's, I, I've talked about this on here and, and in videos and stuff. It's completely, that musical completely changed my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um. So I need to talk to you just because I need I just need to talk to someone <laughs> about it. But I need to talk to you a little bit about Dear Evan Hansen because you you've also reacted to quite a few Dear Evan Hansen Ben Platt ish related yeah. things on your channel. Um so I just have some nerdy questions that I I would love to have your opinion on. Um Okay, shoot. Okay, here we go. Uh what is the most difficult song to sing vocally from Dear Evan Hansen? Um, for Forever, I think. Mm, and why? Because uh, of the very – it's it got a huge range, as do yeah. all of the Evan songs. But at the very right. end when it says like – Yeah. And it just holds on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
be all right. It goes like all the way up to a B flat, I think, on a belt. Yeah. I would say that's probably the hardest. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, okay. I, I love and, – and honestly, that is – it may be my most played song. On, I love on, that one. Honestly, it might be. Um. I want to talk to you about I want to talk to you about a, a specific song on it really quick. I want to talk to you about Words of Fail. Okay. So one, you, you've done a cover of it, which is fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. Loved it. Um, but that song is is and especially like if, if you ever see it live, it's it's like you know the. Oh yeah, I saw it. I saw it on Broadway. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. It, okay. Wait. 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 Okay. So who uh, who was Evan when you saw it? I believe it was Taylor Trench. Nice. Okay. Um, Okay. It was life changing. Mm -hmm. Life changing. Um, I already the musical already meant a lot to me, and uh, I and it probably affected what affected how it was so important to me was I was also pregnant at the time, so I'm sitting there Uh. and I'm watching this like teenage boy just like crumble into his mother's arms like a baby and i was just like oh my god i couldn't i it was it was so powerful um it's such a re- it's a really 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 beautiful story yeah yeah um and i'm actually seeing so i'm in portland oregon and i'm actually flying to to new york uh in december for my birthday and seeing it um with jordan fisher uh, oh i'm jealous very excited yeah very excited um seeing that and hamilton within two days like back to back um on broadway oh so very very excited um outside of outside of ben platt um who i i one of my favorite humans on earth <laughs> yeah <laughs> um did you, did you have a favorite uh evan that you've seen Oh, well, I don't have a lot of experience with them. Like I haven't heard a lot of them. Um, but I really I really did like Jordan Fisher's rendition yeah. of For Forever that I that I heard. Yeah. I liked he added a couple um opt ups and, and fun yeah. things that I didn't feel like were too over the top. They were really cool. Yep. Um so I liked him, but uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't I, say. I, for sure. I, and, and it's one of my favorite videos that you've done with the um, uh, with the four Evans. I love a video where I get surprised. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Like yeah. that, just when something really I didn't expect an opt up or something. And I think right. my audience likes it too because they're just waiting. They're like, she has no idea what's coming Exactly. No, that's – I. so that video specifically, I commented halfway through and I was like, oh, she's going to love this part. Yeah, and then when it happened, I commented again. It was like I told, like, yeah. see, I told you. Um, yeah, I Jordan, Jordan in the in the stuff that I've seen adds adds a couple things that are unique to to him, and I think what is at least this is just my my guess is that works best for his voice as well to get to certain notes. It seems like, um, but I'm very excited. I, I I'm very excited to see to see. I've never so I saw it in Portland. And so it was the touring, you know, the tour. But I've never been to Broadway, so I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Very, very excited. Um, thoughts on the movie trailer? I know you did a video for it. I um, liked it. I liked it. Um, I I think it looks like 
the cast is amazing. Like, yeah, uh, Amy Adams is in it and Julianne Moore, right? Like, it's so, it's going to be amazing. And the moms in that show, I think, really make it. Like, they do such an incredible job. Like, Heidi is actually one of my future dream roles when I'm old enough to play her. Would love to. Um, That would be amazing. But I think there was, like, all this controversy about whether Ben Platt was too old. And Mm. um, I think the the real controversy should be about his hair. Why did they make his hair look like that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, like, the first time I – because I was, like, so excited when it dropped. Like, 100 people sent me the link to it before I got up. They are like, here it is, here it is. Um, and the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, the hair, like what, what's going on here. Right. Um, I'm used to it now though, after my, you know, 700th view of it. I think they were trying (laughs) to make him look youthful. I think they were, I think it was the wrong, I think it actually did the opposite. I think it makes him look older, but I just think comparatively, he looks comparatively to everyone else. Everyone else looks like teenagers and he doesn't. And so if they had taken like a vampire diaries approach where everybody's mm-hmm. 30 <laughs> but right, they all yes, like yeah. comparatively they all look normal you know so we just we just suspend disbelief and we're like yeah yeah it's uh they're teenagers um but it's a problem <laughs> because zoe looks like she could actually be 15 i don't know how old exactly. she really is but she looks so youthful and he looks normal right. i mean he looks normal like he doesn't look yeah. old but to, compared to her he does so mm, that's a good point that's because i know even like in glee they were all like late 20s mm-hmm. when filming that you know what I mean? so yeah um i'm very excited i think it i think it looks great i'm excited to to see what they do with certain um certain songs i don't know how they're gonna pull off certain stuff but i'm sure it's gonna be mm-hmm. i'm sure it's gonna be great um and even more so i'm just excited for people to to get the message and see this that maybe <sighs> yeah. haven't seen it on stage you know what i yeah. mean like i think it's a really important um Really important message for for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite musical of all time? Um, I have two answers to that. My okay. favorite story of all time is Bright Star. Mm-hmm. I love Bright Star. Alice is also a dream role. I love contemporary musical theater because it just tells real stories. I mean, yeah. they all tell stories, but like – Just something that just really like gets you, you know, you're like, I can relate to these. So Bright Star, um, life-changing, saw that on Broadway. How how did I get so lucky, honestly? Love it. Because it was only on Broadway for like two months. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And – but my favorite favorite musical is probably Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Mm. Dreamcoat. Nice. It is – so dumb it's so gaudy and flashy but it's so entertaining it is just yes. so fun and i and and the narrator is a dream role as well and the narrator is my number one dream role like i cannot leave this earth until i've played mm-hmm. the narrator like that's how passionate about <laughs> it i am yeah but i just think it's a very it's a unique musical because the narrator, the person who tells the entire story, sings the entire time, is a woman. And right. on top of that, a woman who doesn't have to look a certain way. There's no yeah. – uh, she doesn't have to have – she's not. she doesn't have to be like the young ingenue, right? Like all mm-hmm. roles for women professionally are usually either young ingenue or Mrs. Potts, like older. Right. And so right. for women in the like – midlife or like 30 and above they're like what am i supposed to do and i love that it can be 
any you can just look any way to be the narrator. Love nice. that. And I love that she is the reason the story is being told. She is the main character. She is the yeah. crutch of the whole story. And yet she's there. Um, she's not there to fall in love with anyone. She's not the love interest. She is just a badass yeah, woman, a good- usually in a power suit, which I love. Right. She's in a power suit <laughs> yeah. and she's just like, listen, I got a story to tell you. And I just I, it gets me every time. <laughs> I love that. Yes, yes, love it. Do you see that in your in your in your future at some point? Um, auditioning and, and getting out there in New York. Yeah, I do. I man, I'm manifesting that big time. My um, my brother in law works in company management over there, Ooh, so he works okay. on like um, big shows that are coming to Broadway. And nice. um, and I told him, I was like, it's my dream to do a short run, like a mm-hmm. maybe three to six months, something just to kind of say like, I did it, but I would never really want to live there. We're right. mo- we're, I mean, we're moving to Rochester, New York, actually, in a few months. Oh, um, wow. Me and my family. So we'll be, I mean, five hours away from New York City. But um, yeah. uh, it's something that I never, ever thought that I could do. But it just kind of came into my head when I reacted to Cameron Dallas in Mean mm-hmm. Girls. Um, and not based on anything with his talent. Like, literally, the only reason that I thought this was I saw that he was an online, like an influencer. And I right. was like, oh, you can do that. You can do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's not just like Jordan Sparks was incredibly famous, incredible as Jenna. Um, yeah. But I was like, I'm never going to be like, I'm, I'm not that, but I just kind of, that came into my head. And so I just, I put that, tucked that away. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get famous enough one day. Yeah. might take a couple of years. <laughs> um, I'm going to get famous enough, famous enough one day to at least get an audition. Right. And I think that with enough hard work, I think I could, I could make it happen. We're manifesting that. And now you it. and me and all of the, yes, we're all manifesting it. We're all, and you're <laughs> on your way. Trust me, you're on your way. I, I'm manifesting it for you. Would love to see it. Uh, all right, I got a few more for you. Um, do you have a favorite video that you've made so far? Um, I think that my Glee video and Descendants are probably my favorites. Nice. Um, I'm very proud of the final result, and I think they're very funny. So I, I am really proud yeah. of those ones. Although I really um, – I think I had a lot of good stuff to say in the video where I reacted to Bonnie Milligan. It's mm, not yeah. a, one of my best performing ones, but if you, um, but I am proud of the information that I'm giving in that video about belting and stuff. Nice, nice, yeah. Um, oh man, yeah. You're, you're. I, I see a lot of things happening, and I'm not just saying that. I see a lot of really good things happening for you because you're really on a roll right now. So Thank you. I I I uh, f- I urge you to keep going, keep going. You're it's gonna a lot of great things. Okay, are gonna happen. if you insist, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Any advice? Okay. So this is gonna be so so this is gonna be kind of on the other side of it. But you're also you know a, a vocal teacher and a performer and, and everything. So I think that you would have good advice for this. Do you have any advice um, for creators out there who are going to do? covers or seeing on youtube so not necessarily the people who are going to react but the people like um 
how do I say this? I guess what I'm saying is, do you have, do you have, do you have advice for people who are going to be singing specifically on YouTube? Um, well, if uh, recording advice, send it my way because I've done yeah. a cover and it was bad. So, um, let me know what I should be doing. But, um, I, I would say I, um, I don't like this idea of like to, to put yourself out there like on YouTube or to make it in the big city, you have to have thick skin because mm-hmm. I think what that does to us is it like hardens us and says, and we just, we say, uh, you can't hurt me. That doesn't bother me, but really it does. Like we're humans and yeah. we're soft and like yeah. squishy and like it, things hurt us. And so I think it's important to, um, prepare and just know like I'm putting myself on YouTube and not everybody's going to like it. That's just the truth. Um, and some people might say mean things, but that says more about them than it does about me. Absolutely. Because, yes. you know, I have never met a friend in my life or someone in my life that I liked and, and that, that would do that. You know, I would, exactly. if, even if I saw a terrible singer or, or even somebody just like being, I don't know, like I would just never comment. I would never comment. Exactly. Like, you know, so it's like that says about them. Um, but also, I think that one of my um, TikTok friends who really, th- this has always stuck with me. She said, if there's something, if there's a comment that's really sticking with you, like you delete it, it's gone. But for some reason, you can't get it out of your head. It's because yeah. some part of you believes it to be true. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, because I had this comment that was like, this was a while ago that said, like, I don't even think you're a real vocal coach. You're not even using the right terminology or something like that. And it was just that I don't even think you're a real vocal coach. And I started to get I, – I, I couldn't get that out of my head. And she, she, when she told me that, I realized like it's because I have this imposter syndrome fear yeah. that like people are going to – um, find out that I don't know everything, even though I tell everybody I don't know everything. Um, yeah. and so letting that go and kind of unpacking that in myself and saying, uh, yeah, I don't know everything. There are a lot of vocal coaches out there that know way more vocal technique than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm here to serve a very specific purpose and like bring something to the conversation, but I don't know everything. And when I did that, all those comments just kind of nice. don't bother me anymore. But yeah. I also have a uh, – I don't know if it's a good coping skill, but it's a coping skill. When my <laughs> videos get like a lot of views, especially on TikTok, I just don't look at the comments. <laughs> yep. I just run away. Yep. Me too. Me too. I'm like, there's yep. a million views. Some of those comments are bad. I don't I don't yeah. even know what's going on in there. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, and I kind of have the same thing where um, I'll check I'll check comments for like the first day, but then I'm kind of on to the next video and I don't go back and look. Mm-hmm. At them, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But especially in the when you when you're getting into the millions and stuff, I I promise you, if you guys get to that point and you're listening out there, you don't have to go back and check because it's just <laughs> not going to be great. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes, um, I think that's a really really good point though uh, uh, about uh, you know some of the stuff. If it's really sticking with you, it's it's because it's something that you've probably thought about yourself mm-hmm. for sure. And the imposter syndrome, by the way, is is soup. I've had that a lot of times at events and and you know stuff where I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> like, what what you know what I mean? Like, it, it's um, so imposter syndrome is is super real, and and uh, we just keep going. 
Yeah. And I, and I used to struggle with that a lot and I still think I do, but I realized when I got really into manifesting as a form of like goal setting, not, Mm -hmm. not in a like, I really want $10,000 and then it's like in my account. Um, but when I started getting into that, I, I, um, kind of realize that like if you think about your your higher self as your future self your future self mm. who's learned and grown and evolved and is better yeah. than you are now so that's my higher self and i think nice. about her a lot um but like these these fear based thoughts um you know are things like you don't know what you're talking about you don't deserve this. But the thing is, is those are all based in fear. So I, mm-hmm. I call them out. So I say, you don't belong here or you don't know what you're talking about is a fear of what if mm-hmm. I am not as good as I think I am? Or you don't belong here. What if someone thinks that I am, don't, I'm not good enough to be here? Or what if I'm not worthy? What if I didn't work hard enough or whatever it is? They're all fear-based. And so yeah. recognizing that that fear has literally no place in my brain, I don't need it. I can turn those around and say like my higher self, my future self has gotten through this already and she's nice. good. She's evolved and right. she recognized that what if I'm not good enough is a waste of time to think about because I can yeah. tell you right now I'm already good enough and I learn on the job. So we're just going to keep going. I love it. Um, so that's what I always want any any of my friends or followers or anyone that this wants to like get online is like give yourself patience to learn whatever that means learning the learning the algorithm learning your style you don't have to have everything figured out at first but also learning yourself so when someone says a comment you've never heard before but you were like <gasps> It feels right. like I just got punched in the stomach. That hurt mm-hmm. so bad. Give yourself patience to say, that hurt a lot. I'm going to think about that. Why did that hurt? You know, giving yourself time to like process instead of being like, ah, no, that's right. not me yeah. and pretend that it's not bothering you because it is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wow. Wow. Some really good gems in there, people, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, I, I have a few more and, and I just added this, uh, uh, I think last night because I was watching one of your videos and I just, I have to talk to you really quick about Bo Burnham, um, okay. inside. Let's do it. Um, look, I, <laughs> uh, okay. I need to preface this with the first couple of specials I've seen. I, I saw when they came out and I was like, I was more impressed with the production side of it and like the, the, the cleverness Mm-hmm. of it than the music in in those first two and then this new one it's like he heard me <laughs> and he's like okay i'm gonna make like amazing music and then also hide some jokes and realness and 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 stuff in it because there's seriously some songs in there that in my mind when i'm hearing it i'm like that's a radio hit if you yeah. put that out <laughs> you know what I, I mean? think i think he stopped holding back i think yeah. this special was a like his last hurrah mm-hmm. and he just decided to be completely honest. I think that's why it resonates with so many people in yeah. a very, in sometimes a very scary way. Like people For are sure. like, I don't like this. <laughs> that feels too close to home. <clears throat> like I did mm-hmm. at some points. Um, but I had no, I, what I didn't also know, my husband told me is that I knew that he, he wrote it 
and he yeah. shot it himself, but he also edited it. Edited it, yeah. I had no idea. Honestly, ah, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Mm. But I think that um, that recognition piece is saying, I recognize a part of myself in this person or in whatever I'm, con- you know, con- content I'm consuming. And that is why everybody just loves it because even in a small way, they're like, oh, I get that right. feeling. And in a big right. way, you know, like with, with Bo Burnham's like crippling depression, I've been there. Mm-hmm. And so there were For multiple sure. times where I was like, this is ouch. Ooh, this mm-hmm. is really exactly. hurting me because I, I, man, he describes it so perfectly. And, and the music, my gosh, I haven't stopped singing the songs. Me, yeah, it, it's 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 uh it's my most listened to thing on Spotify for the last few weeks at least. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I, it, it's uh if you guys have not seen it, please go 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 watch it. Like it it is even if you take away the music, which you shouldn't. If you're just looking at at it from a creative uh, uh video side of it, it is unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, it's unreal what he what he accomplished in that. Yeah, um, I mean, don't don't go looking for it for comedy. I would say it's yeah, like yeah. I I describe it more like performance art for sure. Like it's very clever. Um, yeah. it's very dark. Um, yeah. and there are definitely moments where like you're gonna laugh, but it's just not. Yeah. It's just so it's so different, mm-hmm. and the music is so good. And so I made that yeah. tier list video um about yeah. the songs, and then you know coincidence danny gonzalez makes a tier list video about it so oh, oh okay just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um but but it was really fun because it that was a that was a moment where i was like i love the music but also yeah. i just am i'm really passionate about this like i think it's so good that For sure. it was very exciting to make a video about it and just kind of talk about it as a whole and people watched it that was really fun mm-hmm. It is, it is really, uh, it's really dark, but also like, I think the last year, year and a half has been kind of dark mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for a lot of people. So I, I think, um, it, it was just such a, it was the perfect time to put it out. It was the perfect cause every person can relate to at least some of it because every person just went through a global pandemic and, and all of that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's amazing. Um, uh, white woman's Instagram has been stuck in my head for about a month. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, all right, let's talk equipment really quick f- for you, for your videos. What camera and mics are you using? Oh, I use a Shure SM7B. Yep. A lot of people use that one and, uh, yep. it's worked really well for me. I used a, I used a Yeti for a while and that was great at the beginning. Yeah. And now this is Highly recommend. I use mm-hmm. a Sony A6000 nice. for my camera, um, although it stops recording after 22 minutes because yep. it's mostly a photo camera. So I exactly. <laughs> stop it yep. and start recording. Um, but the thing that I love the most is my monitor, mm-hmm. which I cannot could not tell you what it is at this current <laughs> moment. Okay. But I yeah. got a monitor that attaches, and that has been so great. Love it. To like, check yes. the frame and everything. Love it. Love it. Yes. Yes. And also like, cause I, I've watched your channel for a while. Um, you know, it's, I think it's a really fun part of, of being a creator is, is being able to upgrade those, those things. Cause you feel legit. You feel cool. Yeah. You feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really cool. All right. Um, 
two more really quick for you. Uh, if you could hear anyone else on this podcast, who would you like to hear? Oh my! And gosh. if you say Jordan I Fisher, would love <laughs> to hear from. Um, oh God, I have I have three. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Philosophy Great. Tube. Okay. And do you know Philosophy Tube? Yeah. Okay, great. I definitely want to hear from Abigail um, yeah. and uh, Curtis Connor, my mm-hmm. favorite, maybe my favorite YouTuber of all time is Curtis Connor. Um, nice. I'm really trying to get him to invite me on his podcast. Yeah, um, I'm let's putting manifest that out that. into the universe. So yes. let's see if that ever happens one day. Um, and probably uh, Danny Gonzalez. I think Danny Gonzalez yeah. seems very collaborative. He does a lot of collabs. So For sure. Maybe shoot for him first. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, last question for you. This is um, uh, this is always the most controversial one of the of the show. It really divides people. Um, <laughs> uh, thoughts on pineapple on pizza? Is it a yes I, or no for you? I will eat it if it's in front of me. I won't order okay. it, but if it's in front of me, yeah, that's fine. Okay. 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 Yeah, that it seems it's like the most divide like when I'm streaming or so it's like it it like starts arguments. It's crazy. So I've been asking every guest that. I, I feel like that's probably a pretty <laughs> diplomatic answer, huh? Like, eh, if it's in front of me, but you know. I mean, uh, yeah, cuz I, I I guess it's kind of a vague question, right? Because it's like you're but you're not going to order it, right? I probably wouldn't. There. I probably wouldn't order it, but not because I don't like it. I just like other things better. I think yeah. salty sweet has always worked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. Okay. What's what's your dream? Pe- what's your perfect pizza? Well, I don't eat gluten or dairy. Ugh, oh, okay. Lame. <laughs> um, but from my from what I can remember from years down, you know, ago, uh, just. <laughs> A supreme pizza, like with everything nice. on it and like bell peppers yeah. and mushrooms and stuff. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, all right. Where can they find you online, Hannah? This is your this is your time to plug away. You can find me on YouTube, um, Hannah Bales, just my name. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at your voice teacher. You can also check me out online at hannahbales.com. And I'm pretty sure that's it. <laughs> if you're watching this i'll probably show up in your recommended one day so you'll see right? me again yes yes um all right guys definitely check her out she's she's extremely entertaining and, and honestly educational uh if you're if you're even remotely into singing and and performance um so yeah definitely check her out thank you so much for being here hannah this was a joy i'm i'm very excited we could make this happen thank you um, this was so amazing of course. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe on the YouTube. Leave a, leave a review, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you're listening to it. This has been the Creator Co. Podcast. I am your host, Matty Tingles. Be safe out there. Be kind to others and yourself. All right? See you next time.